The Start On Demand. On demand. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Greg Mackling is off today, and Loren McNabb, I mentioned yesterday at the end of the show, bound and determined to have th- some fun on a Friday. And um, <laughs> you, you could say it's going to be a, a, a fun, fun morning. <laughs> With, with so many balls in the air, like we're juggling many, many things, and, and our listeners might be too, I guess so. I thought you were going to say I ruined it for you when I called you about 35 minutes ago. Did you see the highways are all closed? <laughs> the perimeter is closed. Highway 75 south is closed. Highway 1 east of Winnipeg is closed. Highway 12 is closed. 13, 23, 14. I, I pick a number, any number. North of the city, it looks a bit better, but south of the city, we have a lot of that blowing wind. We have that blizzard warning in effect for the Steinbeck area, and um, that's not fun. The, the The school closures are coming in fast and furious for that area. So, for example, Borderland School Division, Seine River, Hanover. Uh, yeah, we've got a growing list of school closures coming just for that area because the winds are howling, Brett. And uh, we've got, yeah, Evergreen School Division is in there. And I see a bunch of schools in the Division Scalaire, Franco Manitoben are closed. And as far as north of the city goes, we got this voicemail at 3.30 this morning from one of our listeners. Yeah, I just came in from Gimli to Selkirk and the roads, they should be closed. They're just awful. You can't see nothing. I had to slow down to five kilometers an hour in places. Mm. It's really bad. I've never seen it this bad. So thank you very much for that. Just looking at the province's website uh, for highways uh, 8 and 9, both of them are uh, listed as snow-covered, but they are they do remain open. So even though the, the blizzard warning is in effect for areas south of Winnipeg and the blowing snow advisory is in effect uh, for Winnipeg, it also, also sounds bad. Um, Elsewhere, so yeah, it's going to be a tricky day. We had we've had people texting us saying, uh, "What's up on Highway One? It's just gridlocked," and we're having to say, "Well, it's it's closed." Highway One D- East, yeah, yeah. And I don't think that you know we were just saying a few weeks ago when the perimeter shut down. Wow, when's the last time you saw the entire perimeter shut down? Well, this I think is the third time in as many weeks that that's happened. And if folks will recall, if you're listening and you're thinking about, well, maybe I should should I head out and go to work today. Man, there were people stranded on that perimeter for 13, 14 hours, stranded on the road for 13, 14 hours because it was around this time that they thought they'd get up and go and didn't realize how bad things were. So it's already closed. If you can, stay home, man, because it's going to be one of those days. So we've got uh, the Lord Selkirk School Division closed, Bury Rose uh, is closed. I see there's also another voicemail in here, so that could be another school division, so we'll check that in just a few moments. So it's going to be a brutal morning on the highways. Stay safe, and we will keep you up to date on all the school closures that come in. Also today, Loren, at, uh, and we got word on, we, we were notified of this yesterday afternoon, at 10.30 this morning, we are getting a public health order update. Yeah, and I think there are some that might think this this is coming earlier than they expected because, of course, it was just a week ago that we learned about the loosening of some of the restrictions. That went into effect this past Tuesday. That 
public health order doesn't expire until the 22nd because it's a two week long order where we've reduced the or we've increased the capacity at things, gathering sizes are back up. It sounds like they're going to come out today and, and give us a bit more maybe of a path forward in terms of what we're going to see in the weeks ahead. Will that be like the plans we've seen for Alberta and Saskatchewan, you know, where they've lifted mandates and mask mandates and all the rest? I think we'll be a little bit more reserved here in this province. That's my understanding. But we are going to carry that live at 1030 and um, all sorts of speculation will take place in and around that. And then, of course, we have the protests to watch for. Brittany Greenslade was talking in the news about the counter-protests for this weekend. All sorts of conversations about what's going on uh, at the border and at the border in Ontario. And so it's going to be a busy day. I feel like my voice is getting higher as I speak. <laughs> well, it just it matches the urgency because we were we were caught off. I mean, I, as, as I was driving in this morning or, ri- or riding in, I was in a taxi. I wasn't driving. But I, even just uh, looking down certain streets downtown, visibility was poor. And I thought, it's uh, going to be another day on the highways. Didn't realize how many highways were closed. So it's uh, going to be tough, but we will still find a way to have some fun in there because Valentine's Day is just around the corner. It's on Monday, and at 6.45, we're going to talk about the cheesiest gift you've ever bought or received for Valentine's Day. You said yesterday you think Valentine's Day is dumb. Have you always thought that? No, it's not that I think. It, ah, I don't know. I'm gonna be, I'm also going to wake up and be annoyed if I don't have anything. <laughs> oh, you're Even one of those t- people, are you? <laughs> I'm the worst on these. Oh, it's not a big deal. Who cares? No big, no biggie. So you can get some flowers or no, <laughs> like, like a card. Card can be made. Uh, I think it can be cute and fun. I just don't think too much weight should be put on it, right? Like you know, if you don't get a diamond bracelet it doesn't mean anything it's as we always say it's a hallmark day it's created by the industry and it's nice it's a nice day to pass on some love and i think it's cute for the kids and that kind of thing too when they make cards i do enjoy that but i don't i don't get overly stressed about it i guess is what i'm this is what i'm going for it's so, kind of like how i feel about new year's eve <laughs> that that's fair new year's eve is all is often a huge letdown but what you, <laughs> what you just said kind of summarizes i think the stress that so many people feel about valentine's day so so you're telling me you don't like valentine's day and you don't you, <laughs> yeah, so you don't exactly. want anything no nope, i don't want anything no i don't and then you don't get anything so i don't buy anything and then I get, in, I'm, I could be in trouble. Well, you can give me a card. <laughs> we do want to talk about Valentine's Day and specifically the cheesy gifts that maybe you have purchased that you thought were a good idea or the cheesy gifts that you have received. And we want to give you a gift based on your text messages. We have a four-pack of tickets to the Winnipeg Renovation Show at the RBC Convention Centre, February 18th to the 20th. So text us a story for a chance to win. And, um, well, I'll start us off here, because I remember this would have been back in, I guess, 1998. And uh, I... Well, yeah, I guess it was in the just a couple of months earlier. I'd started dating this girl. Her name was Leah. And I was all excited and jacked up for my first Valentine's Day with somebody. So I, I did. I basically hit every cliche that I that I could. I'm sure there were chocolates and flowers. And I took her out to dinner at Amici's. Do you remember Amici's, Loren? I do. That was a great race restaurant. Yeah. That's on Broadway, right? It was on Broadway, yeah. That was the first fancy restaurant I yes. think I'd ever been to. And uh, 
Yeah, they treated me like a, treated us like royalty. It was pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> the cheesy one was nothing says romance like the store San Francisco. You remember San Francisco? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in there. I don't know what I was in there for. I wasn't looking for Valentine's Day stuff, but they were selling these teddy bears. And I think it was this white fluffy teddy bear with a... And it had a heart sort of sewn into its hands like it was holding a heart. And uh, and I bought that. It was actually a really good teddy bear, I think. It was it was, it, uh, was nice and fuzzy. But uh, when I think about that, that I bought a teddy bear from San Francisco. I'm like, oh, gosh. Okay. So that's me. What about you, Poitras? Um, I've never bought a Valentine's gift in my entire <laughs> life. For real? <laughs> Yes. Uh, the wife and I, you know, we, we I, I, listen, we, we had a talk. We actually just went out for dinner uh, earlier this week and we said, OK, this is our Valentine's Day dinner. We went to Taverna Rotos. Um, I got the turkey sandwich. It was great anyways. But let's say, OK, this is our Valentine's Day dinner. And then we decided, OK, we're not we're not. And we actually were just having coffee yesterday. And we're like, we're not getting any, anything to each other, are we? And I said, no. She said no, and so we're moving on. Now, I know enough to be getting a card. I will be getting a card. She's probably listening right now. I will be getting you a card. I know enough to do that, but I'm, I'm happy. I don't, you know, Valentine's Day is nice. It's a nice way to kind of tell your partner <laughs> that like you love it. them. But, you know, uh, let's, let's not spend money. Let's just keep the money in our pockets. Well, hey, that's fair. And if you can come to that yeah. agreement as a couple, because that yes. not, like I, I uh, dated another. I hope person. it's not a test. I hope it's not <laughs> a well, test. I had just said it right after six o'clock, Cam, that I don't really care for Valentine's Day, and I don't care, but I do yeah. care. <laughs> so Brett's like, "Oh, you're one of those." And I said, "No, it doesn't oh, have to no, be a gift, but I do think there should be a card." And so you're there. I think you're there. Oh, I- I, I have to get a card. There's no doubt about it. I have to get a card. I dated someone else about 10 years ago who vehemently not only thought it was dumb, hated Valentine's Day, hated everything it stood for. And she told me, if you get anything for me for Valentine's Day, I will dump you. Were <laughs> uh, you still a little nervous? Though? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. But uh, thankfully, we made it through. Admiral and, and I was okay. That's right, Admiral uh, from Return of the Jedi. Loren, what about Sir, you? We're no troop to Sector 47. <laughs> the, uh, honestly, last year was one of the cheesiest things I did because I think I was telling you guys on air. I went and ordered online this old cologne that my husband used to wear when we were in high school. Gravity was the name. And then it arrived. And I. Uh, Immediately decided to spray it in the room while he was working. And happy Valentine's Day. And then it reeked in here for like 11 days. I swear to you, we couldn't get that smell of that nasty $17 cologne out of here. So that was my way of just being cheesy, you know, like I've loved you since we were teenagers kind of thing. And then in my closet right now, I think I've also talked about this. My sister was given a, or my brother, someone was given a balloon, like an I love you balloon when they were in high school. Yeah. And it still lives to this day, like a helium balloon. Like it's full of the air still 25 years later. Come and on. So, so I have been tasked with like, it doesn't, it was never, it, it wasn't, sorry, it's just air, I'm guessing, because it never sat up high. I don't think like with helium, but it's still a full balloon that says, I love you. And when my parents sold the farm, this balloon was discovered in the closet. And then we were all like, well, I can't get rid of it now. Like, what if that's the reason why we're all alive? What if it's some sort of weird, like, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I don't know, lost situation if the balloon goes, we're all gone. Like, I don't know. So now the balloon's in the top of a closet in my basement, and every once in a while I just go to make sure it's okay because I'm in charge of keeping this balloon here on Earth. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. So that's the tease I've got to offer. Forte. You know what? I do have to say, thank God for Safeway and Zellers. And Zellers. <laughs> Zellers. There's a oh, name drop right Zellers. there. I worked at Zellers. You worked at Zellers? I worked at Zellers yeah, in high school, yeah. Yeah, well, I went to the one that was uh, on Henderson Highway. There was the Safeway and the Zellers right there. Went to Safeway for the flowers. Went to Zellers for the teddy bear. And then I jumped on a bus holding the, the flowers and the teddy bear. And uh, well, I had to take three buses to get to my girlfriend's place, who lived in Transcona. So there I was sitting with a teddy bear and flowers, but it's not really embarrassing, but... Hey, Zellers. That's can't, cute. You can't re- repel s- uh, savings of that magnitude, Mr. Forte. Absolutely. <laughs> One of the big things we're going to be discussing today that does not have to do with the weather is how businesses are using social media to help propel them forward and in some cases launching their launching their business through social media highlighting the importance of that digital presence with valentine's day around the corner one of the first businesses that popped to mind for us was calia flowers which started its online business in winnipeg and has really i mean it has grown by leaps and bounds it's tremendous the growth they've seen over the past few years brett Catherine matricky is the founder and ceo of calia and joins us now hello again Catherine. good morning happy almost valentine's day oh happy almost valentine's day valent valent weekend i think it says someone else said it to me as well love you wary that's right. It's love you, Mary. So we first met you several years ago, Catherine. I think it was 2017. And uh, when you were just getting started, you, and then you were on Dragon's Den in 2019, and you got a deal there. You've expanded across Canada and into the U.S. But for those unfamiliar with Calia, can you just give us a quick recap? What is Calia? How did you get started? Yeah, so Calia is a great way to send flowers. And um, we do things a bit differently, all online ordering at calia.com in just a couple of clicks. There's a few bouquets at a time based on what's in season, all delivered to your door in a beautiful box that people love. Um, so a really convenient, consistent, guaranteed way to get flowers to people you care about. Sounds like you've made that pitch before. You did that quite succinctly, Catherine. And the, <laughs> I'm curious for you, you know, there's a way to start... 20, 30 years ago, there was traditional business models. You'd have the storefront and then you'd go out and maybe get some ads and you'd do other things. How did social media help get you off the ground after your initial launch? You know, in two ways. I think one, it's it's easier to start a business these days because you're able to connect with people in ways that aren't wildly expensive. You know, social media in a lot of ways allows you to connect with people basically, you know, just based on blood, sweat and tears. It's labor, it's hours you put in, but you're able to connect with people almost immediately. And so that was a huge way for me in the early days, you know, sitting on my phone late in the evenings, finding ways to individually DM potential customers and those kinds of things. And For us, we're also fortunate that we have a product that lends itself really well to social media because you want to see the experiences that people have. And so when people post, you know, that photo when they've received their bouquet and what it looks like and how it's lasted and how the delivery driver gave it to them, you know, we had Santa delivering at Christmas and people were taking tons of photos of that. Um, It really adds some color to the experience that we're able to provide. For businesses just getting started and, and looking to use social media as a marketing tool, would you say that Instagram is the best platform for that? 
You know, I think it depends on your business. Um, because, as I said, we're a very visual brand. Like, flowers are pretty. People like looking at people of, or pictures of people receiving flowers. That was a really good fit for us. Um, but I think it depends on your brand. If you're heavier into, you know, content and providing value add and, and knowledge and those kinds of things, maybe a platform like Twitter or LinkedIn would be better for you. Um, but we found a lot of success in Instagram because a lot of it is about, you know, the prettiness of the brand. And that has worked really well for us. Let's talk about some of that success, Catherine, in terms of the growth that you've seen. I, I see you recently got some more investment, $6 million worth. That's a pretty hefty amount. It's exciting. You know, we've been really fortunate, as you mentioned, to be able to expand across Canada pretty quickly. So we're all the way from Vancouver to Halifax now, basically everywhere in between. And then we opened in the U.S. Um, just a couple months ago. And so heading into our Super Bowl, um, which coincidentally is the day after the Super Bowl this year, um, Valentine's Day is going to be big for Calia, and we're super excited. Yeah, and I, I think I saw uh, a commercial for your, for Cali on national television the other day as well. So that I got really pumped up about that because it's been it's <laughs> me been, too. <laughs> well, it's been so great to see how successful you've become. Um, you know, from that first moment we met you in studio, and it, it, did I understand correctly? You also you recently appeared again on Dragons Den a couple of months ago. Yeah, so they did a feature back on Cali, kind of a two year check in since we had. Uh, shaken hands with Manjeet in the den. And so we were able to give an update on how things have gone since then and shared some of our partnerships. Um, yeah, it was cool and much less pressure the second time. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. And with your Super Bowl, as you mentioned, coming Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, in case people haven't clicked into that yet. Can you still get flowers? Is it still an option if I'm sitting there thinking, oh, right, got to get something? Absolutely. So we're starting to sell out, but not quite yet. So we've got some beautiful bouquets that are available and we're really pushing this 100% guaranteed delivery thing this year. So any window you want, any time you want, any location you want, we've got your back um, and we'll, we'll do that all the way through until Monday. Really? really? So even if I wanted to, if I ordered, if I really waited too long, I could still order on Monday and get them delivered that day? Absolutely. Please don't. All of you listening, please order now. Don't give us that kind of stress. But yeah, we'll be taking same day orders probably up until 3 or 4 p.m. on Monday. So um, it just depends how much we've got left. <laughs> Catherine Matricki, the founder and CEO of Calia Flowers. Uh, what's your website? C-A-L-L-I-A.com. Catherine, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. And congratulations on all your success. Thanks for the support, guys. Have a great day. Jeff Braun is here, co-host of the Couch Potatoes. Hello there, Jeff. Good morning. That music really does best represent the morning we're having, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> that, that if you could, if my soul could sing, that's the song it would sing right now. So, <laughs> yay. Well, hey, if you want to talk about singing just in time for Valentine's Day, J-Lo is back on the big screen this weekend with a new movie called Marry Me. The Marry Me Concert Tour is something you will not want to miss. In 36 hours, superstar Kat Valdez and Grammy-winning Bastion will perform their new song, Marry Me, and exchange vows in front of a streaming audience of 20 million people. So, that's an interesting uh, proposition. She plays a superstar singer. She was going to marry her singer boyfriend while streaming it live during this concert. Finds out moments before the show that he's cheating on her. So she picks Owen Wilson out of the crowd and marries him on the spot. It's a ridiculous premise, but it looks like it could be decent rom-com fun. It's getting decent reviews. I'm hanging with you guys today. I don't know. It made me feel kind of normal. Come with me to the fall semi-formal. 
Are you asking me to the school dance? Well, I could leave a note in your locker. Yeah, the whole thing's not really for me, but I'm alone and bitter, so... Yeah, I don't know. I, I could think of worse things to do than spending an hour and a half with uh, J Lo and the Butterscotch Stallion. It sounds horrible. <laughs> Sorry, Loretta. What were we gonna add, Loretta? No, nothing. It sounds terrible, and I'm all in. Like this is the kind of thing I want to go to with like a big group of friends, and just how I wonder if they'll find true love at the end. Could this star and just an ordinary guy end up together? I mean, I don't know how this is gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cliffhanger. And hey, Jennifer Lopez. I mean, she she's awesome. And uh, Owen Wilson is super fun. So like I said, it's getting decent reviews. If you're into this sort of thing, could be a good time. What else we got this weekend, Jeff? Well, yeah, if you want something else, how about a murder mystery? Kenneth Branagh is back as uh, Agatha Christie's famous Belgian detective, Hercule Poirot, in Death on the Nile. The crime is murder. The murderer is one of you. <laughs> I love Great it. accent. Even better mustache, right? So, uh, Much like 2017's Murder on the Orient Express, which actually was a lot of fun. I like that movie. Uh, Death on the Nile has a solid ensemble cast, including Gal Gadot, Annette Benning, Army Hammer, and Russell Brand, to name a few. And this time, instead of being on a train, he's on a big fancy riverboat, and someone's been murdered. He's got to figure out who done it. Also getting decent reviews. You accused me of murder. He accuses everyone. It is a problem, I admit. And finally, Liam Neeson is back in Blacklight. Where's my family? If I find out you had anything to do with my granddaughter disappearing, you're going to need more men. How many of this guy's family members can get kidnapped? (laughs) Except for now it's his granddaughter, at least. And then, like, in 10 years, it'll be like, if you you are my (laughs) great-great-granddaughter... just keeps going. <laughs> so it's not another Taken movie, but it's basically the same movie by the sounds of it. It's another Liam Neeson action movie, and that's all you need to know. It's getting terrible reviews, but when he says stuff like this, who cares? You'll be finished before the day is over. That was the last <laughs> friend you will ever make to me. Like <laughs> I love it. I don't understand I mean, why, like, he's a good actor. Why is he not getting cast in, you know, better movies? I know, I imagine they throw a lot of money at him for stuff like this, but you'd think that he'd still, you know, show up in some, like, British period piece every now and then and get an Oscar nomination or something. It's bizarre. Maybe he just likes doing it. Maybe yeah. he just has fun. That, that could be. That he could likes be. to kick the crap out of people on, like, riverboats and ice trucks and trains and planes and, ah. He gets some I'm sweet. done I wearing love, frilly shirts. I just want to shoot people. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch that. <laughs> it's McGarry and McNabb. Mackling is off today. He picked a good day to be off because it is going to be a busy day. At 1030, Premier Heather Stephenson and Dr. Brent Rusin will hold a news conference to update the public health orders. We will be carrying that live here, Loren, on 680 CJOB. And in addition to the public health orders, you can bet the Premier will be asked for her thoughts on the protests taking place here. Yesterday, Manitoba's Justice Minister Kelvin Gertzen had this to say about policing the situation. There are times I'm sure that there are people today who would say, well, I, you should direct uh, the police. And that might feel good today, depending on which side of this debate that you're on. Uh, but in the long run, having politicians direct police operations is not the right place to be in a democratic uh, society. 
So Gertzen said it's up to the federal government to stop protests that are taking place at the border. Emerson was at a standstill for much of yesterday. There's also that protest at Canada's largest crossing between Windsor and Detroit. And that's where we're going to turn now because that blockade has the Americans weighing in. Global's Reggie Cicchini is in Washington and joins us now. Reggie, what's the White House saying? Uh, Loren, the White House is saying that this is uh, posing the possibility of becoming more of an economic problem uh, in the United States. They are trying to work with Canadian counterparts to try and figure out the situation. The White House telling me last night that uh, the Department of Homeland Security, the Department uh, of Transportation, have talked to their counterparts in Ontario, in Ottawa, to try and work out some kind of system or at least offer some kind of assistance uh, to stop the blockades from going forward. The governor of Michigan yesterday had put statement out saying that things need to be reopened because it really is starting to take an impact on the lives of people in Michigan and on the auto sector. So what was a story out of Ottawa that moved into a story uh, of border towns is now really becoming a story broadly across the U.S. How is the how are the protests here uh, being covered there? Well, it depends on who you're watching uh, and what paper you're reading. If you are watching one of the right-leaning networks like Fox News or OAN or Newsmax, what you're seeing is kind of, um, you know, an overhyped version uh, of these blockades by saying that the majority of the Canadian public is anti-Justin Trudeau, is anti-liberal, is anti-vaccine mandate. Uh, and when you're watching it on something like MSNBC or CNN or the networks, uh, they are giving more context of the situation by saying, look, this is a protest going on, but the vast majority of Canadians are vaccinated. The vast majority of truckers uh, are vaccinated. And what you're actually seeing is Republicans and members of the far right using this protest as a kind of bullhorn in the U.S. to push back on broader mandates and agendas linked to the Biden administration and simply using the COVID situation and mandates that may or may not exist as the kind of base argument for why they're kind of propping this up. So does that mean that you're seeing then protests, similar protests taking place? Like, is there any measures that are what's happening here spilling over into the U.S., Reggie? Well, there's a fear of that. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security uh, told us last night that they have sent some surge uh, 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 kind of people uh, and capabilities out to Los Angeles for the Super Bowl this weekend. They already do that on a typical uh, year because it's such a, a kind of a high profile event. But they've added members of the Department of Homeland Security because there are talks of a convoy setting up in L.A. and moving from west to east with the potential of arriving in D.C. in and around when Joe Biden could give his State of the Union address next month. Now, in D.C., they're simply saying that they don't have anything that has been firmed up yet. They can't find anything online. They're simply calling it First Amendment kind of protest activity that could be expected. But the White House is being cagey on any precautions that are being uh, that are being put in place ahead of any potential arrival here. So there is a concern. There is a fear that what's happening in Canada will spill over. uh, And it's because we've already seen it take place in areas like France and in Australia and New Zealand. Global's Reggie Giacchini joining us live on 680 CJOB. Reggie, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. A new Ipsos poll for Global News is finding some sympathy for the trucker protests. Nearly half, 46%, agree the frustration felt by the protesters is legitimate and worthy of sympathy, even if they don't agree with everything they've said. Daryl Bricker of Ipsos says that stands out. What really stands out from the polling, because we asked a number of questions, is that this is less about the truckers and their tactics and a lot more about the general mood and general set of issues that they're talking about that is connected with Canadians. Yeah, the idea that there's frustration everywhere, I think, and also the idea that as we look around us and see where different mandates are ending and different rules are are being 
relaxed. You wonder what's coming next and you want to have that open dialogue about, okay, well, what does this mean? What does the data show? What does the science show behind all of these as we move forward? And so Daryl Bricker of Epsos says there seems to be some common ground on actually ending these protests. Ending that particular problem uh, might be something where you could get Canadians saying, yeah, you know, I don't like public disorder and and I want uh, I want these uh, opinions to be reflected in another way or expressed in a number of way, another way. But they're not saying I disagree with what they're talking about. And this is reflective of a lot of the information that we're getting from Canadians these days in our surveys about how frustrated they are. So yesterday, um, Justice Minister Calvin Gertzen held a news conference to talk about the protests. Uh, the Premier will be speaking today with Dr. Brent Rusin at 10.30 about the public health update, and I'm sure she'll be asked about the protest as well. But Justice Minister Gertzen said the protesters have been heard, and he doesn't agree with blocking highways, and you know they have to end sooner than later. But he also said that dealing with the blockades at the border is a federal issue. And overall, Gertzen clearly thinks Ottawa needs to do more to help in the protests here. He pointed a finger directly at the Prime Minister, saying some of the words Justin Trudeau has been using to describe the unvaccinated are, quote, unnecessarily divisive. First of all, bringing down the temperature, uh, start to engage with what some of the concerns are and how they can be uh, be worked through. Uh, the federal government will determine, you know, those are those are the goals, those have to be the objectives. How that's achieved is uh, something that uh, they'll determine. I would agree that uh, the Prime Minister's comments over the last couple of weeks have not helped the situation. And as I, you know, I already unloaded on six, uh, just after 6.30 on Wednesday on my thoughts on the protest and how angry I am at them. But I will agree that I sympathize with the frustration that is felt by them. I just don't like the tactics and I don't like the hatred uh, that's coming in the harassment, uh, you know, of our call of our journalism colleagues. I think that's disgusting. But of course, I, you know, I, I get it. It's been a hard two years for all of us. And for, for many, it's been exceptionally hard, Loren. Yeah. And I think, you know, within the people who are protesting, there are those that are, are down at the ledge or people who are in Ottawa, you know, who may have lost their jobs or may have really struggled or have legitimate concerns. And it hasn't been easy, as you said, for all of us, but it has been harder on others than some, right? I mean, there's different parts of this that are worthy of discussion. That said, I, I don't think, you know, there are there's a leadership of the, the convoy, the group in Ottawa. There's a core group there that we need to consider about where the money is coming from and what they have to say. And within that leadership group, not just I'm not talking about the general protesters who are upset about the mandates there. You know, there's a call like to over basically get rid of Trudeau and overthrow the government. And there's this memorandum going around of what they want to do. And they'll meet with the governor general, but not this or that. I don't think that means he should march down and talk to to that group that, you know, that's that's a wild side of it. But there are le- legitimate concerns that need to be heard, and I think that's what the poll reflects, that everybody's ready to say, okay, well, how do we move forward? And I did appreciate Gertzen saying, Brett, that that has to include some respectful debate because it's it's very true. You know, in two weeks or three weeks or four weeks or eight weeks, whenever mandates end or change, we're all going to be in the same room together, right? How does that all look, and how are we going to talk to one another? Kat Fox is the Vice President of Marketing and Communications for the Children's Hospital Foundation. And once again, the foundation have paired up with locally owned Boston Pizza restaurants to support the new Children's Heart Centre. Good morning, Kat. Good morning. So let's start with the Children's Heart Centre, if we could. Tell us about it. What's it entail? 
Uh, the Children's Heart Center is um, a place where about 6,000 kids and their families each year um, get uh, specialized treatment and care. It's really important. It's the only one in the province for kids. And uh, what it means is that right here in uh, in Manitoba, we have the expertise that we need so kids can stay closer to home for specialized care when they've got uh, heart conditions and issues with their heart. And how many kids uh, does this help on an annual basis? Do you know? About about 6,000 kids every year go through the Heart Centre. And uh, we're just so pleased as a foundation to have been able to build the new facility because the original one was was built back in the 80s for about 1,500 kids, and that's grown to 6,000, which is excellent news because it means that kids are living longer and with different interventions, um, having a heart condition isn't quite as uh, as life-threatening as it may have been once upon a time. It also means they might be able to get that treatment at home, Cat. I know years ago we used to talk about having to send so many heart patients, particularly children out of province, because they couldn't get the care they needed here. And, and that has to be so hard on families. So does that mean more people can stay at home for the treatment? Absolutely. In addition to the heart clinic, there's a new uh, cardiac catheterization lab at the hospital that uh, really makes a difference so kids can get closer care closer to home. So what's happening on Monday? Well, Monday is one of the most delicious days of the year. Um, Our friends at Boston Pizza are once again doing their heart pizzas and a dollar from each of the sales of those pizzas, as well as a dollar from mint chocolate cake. So what's better than pizza? Heart-shaped pizza and chocolate cake that helps uh, sick and injured kids in hospital. They've been doing this for a couple of years now with you, I think, Kat. I'm not sure how many, uh, but what sort of funds does it help raise for you? Well, it's it's terrific. You know, a, a dollar from every pizza. Think about how many of these pizzas are bought every year um, by folks across uh, across all of the Boston pizzas. And that really helps with things like building the Heart Center and making sure that we do have those sorts of uh, resources for kids and families close to home. And so our friends at Boston Pizza have uh, been contributing to that. And so thanks to Boston Pizza and their customers um, and staff across the province, it's making a really big difference. Now, here's the question. Um, what would you put on the heart-shaped pizza? Oh, do I have to share it or is it my own? <laughs> it's, you're, 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 there's no sharing. You don't have to share it. It's yeah, yours. give the love to yourself. Give that heart to yourself, Kat. What would you put on it? Well, I'm one of those 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 folks who who doesn't think that fruit on a pizza is mm. is a terrible thing. But if you're going to put the fruit on the pizza, the ham and pineapple, then you got to balance that with some hot peppers. So that's that's what I would be doing if it were my own pizza. If I had to share, it would be all of, you know, full of meat and sausage and peppers. <laughs> Pineapple, always a controversial choice. Honestly. <laughs> I, I can't stand it, but hey, if it's just for you, then that's fine. Just keep, keep away from mine. I know, okay. I just outed myself as one of those pizza fruit people. Oh, don't worry about it. Greg, who's off today, likes shrimp on his pizza, and I have no time for that either. So don't okay, you're, no, you're fine. Everyone has different choices. Kat, if people want to help out, if they're thinking Monday, you know, this is a good way to celebrate with someone and also give back, just call any Boston Pizza in Winnipeg? Yep. Dine-in, takeout, delivery. You can call 204-925-4111. You can order online. You can order in person. You can go in person, um, take it out, eat it at home. Just eat that beautiful pizza. All right. Well, Kat, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate the time. 
Thanks so much. Take care. Kat Fox is the VP of Marketing and Communications for the Children's Hospital Foundation. They've joined up with locally owned Boston Pizza restaurants to support the new Children's Heart Center. So once again, $1 from every heart-shaped pizza sold at Boston Pizza on February 14th will be donated to the Children's Heart Center. And Boston Pizza will be donating $1 from every mint chocolate cake, as well as 100% of all donations received to the Children's Heart Center. And you talk about Super Bowls, and I'm pretty sure... I, that this is like maybe one of, if not the busiest day of the year for Boston pizza. They, they move a lot of those heart pizzas on uh, Valentine's day. Oh yeah. And also what I love about it too, is that it's like, it's just, you know what? I'll take that over a card. If anyone's listening and by anyone, you know who you are. <laughs> if anyone's listening, you know who you are. I'll take a heart shaped pizza on Valentine's day. I don't need a card. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is off today. Forte continuing the Super Bowl halftime music selections. Great job, Jeff. Great music this morning. At 10.30, Premier Heather Stephenson and Dr. Brent Rusin will hold a news conference to update the public health orders. We're going to be carrying that live on 680 CJOB. And I had wondered when I heard this was coming, Brett, if there are going to be those who question the timing of this. We just had an easing of restrictions earlier this week, and so I don't know if people thought we were going to hear from them this soon. People might be questioning the timing, given the protests that are taking place, but I think it should be clear that health officials have said for weeks they would be easing restrictions. Dr. Brent Rusin even saying recently we could be restriction-free by spring. We have all sorts of questions of what that means for different mandates, vaccine mandates, mask mandates. We don't know what's coming. It might not even be announced today. It might just be a slow easing of maybe the capacity restrictions, and then other news will come in the days ahead. But we have talked about it. We've had discussions on this show. We spoke to an epidemiologist just last week asking if the mandates made sense, given where we are right now. Uh, More than 85% in Manitoba have one dose, 80% have two And I think we're all hoping Omicron's peak has definitely passed. But, you know, it's worth pointing out hospitals still aren't in the clear. And in Saskatchewan and in Alberta, where they are lifting some of those mandates, there have been doctors who've come out and said, ah, I don't know, this feels too soon. Particularly with that mask mandate, lots of people saying that they're not foolproof, but they are helping to limit some of the spread. And so I'm curious what we're going to hear here today, Brett. Yeah, and I, I am remain, I'm hesitant, but at the same time, I too, like I get it, it's been two very long years, and we all want to see these mandates come to an end sooner than later, and the data around the world appears to be pointing to the fact that we're going to be able to do this soon. The My main concern this whole time has been making sure the hospital system doesn't get overloaded so that people who require surgeries and what have you can actually get in if they require an ICU bed. So I'm reluctant, but I'm encouraged by what we're seeing in terms of the numbers here. But we're getting, of course, lots of feedback. Lorena, 204-780-6868. Yeah, one of our listeners asked the question, what are the most recent polls show about how people feel about these mandates? This person said, I'm vaccinated and did support restrictions and mandates, but recently my support for those has changed. And I know many others have similar change in their beliefs. And we did share some polling that was out this morning from Ipsos that found nearly half, 46% of Canadians, actually agree the frustration that's being felt by protesters is legitimate and worthy of sympathy, even if they don't agree with everything that's said or the tactics. Here's Daryl Bricker. What really stands out from the polling, because we asked a number of questions, is that this is less about the truckers and their tactics and a lot more about the general mood and general set of issues that they're talking about that is connected with Canadians. 
So you can sympathize with the feelings, but I still think there's many, you know, and we talked about this, Brett, you talked about it, the horns, the incessant honking, the up and down of that sound, the border patrols, the protest there. I mean, that's ticked some people off, and I think rightly so. Gabrielle Marchand is here Friday. Our weekly gap with Gabby. Good How's it going, Gabby? Morning. This has been the longest week in the history of the world, and I am so glad. I'm feeling blessed. It's over. So happy weekend, everyone. Let's enjoy it by eating food and drinking things. Long for you. My my computer clock continues to say it's 10 a.m. <laughs> I just keep keep waiting for things to, to end, and I'm just behind here. She needs to hit noon already. Noon o'clock. Let's get that going, Loren. <laughs> Um, so, Gabby, we like to go over some of the uh, the fun stuff that we talk about through the week. Um, why don't we start with, I don't know, ra- do you have any ratty old clothes that you just refuse to get rid of? Oh, yeah. Any and all pairs of sweatpants. I have some ratty old sweatshirts, too. That stuff never, I mean, it's like I'm washing it, right? I'm washing it every now and then, but I will wear them over and over. Like, not to be really gross, but one of my pairs of sweatpants, I think I cut my leg or something. Uh, I was unaware and it has this like really gross blood stain on the leg, but I continue to wear them. Like it looks like someone stabbed me in the leg, but I'm wearing those sweatpants until they fall apart. What color are the pants? They're gray. So you can really see the blood. on. Them. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Do you have to explain every time what the story was? Like do people not notice? Well, I'm not really wearing them. I did wear them to a liquor store once before the blood stain. <laughs> I'm not wearing them out in public much. Uh, but if somebody comes over, it's on the back of my leg. Nobody's asked me yet. Maybe they're just like, okay, like I, mm. I don't even want to know what happened here. <laughs> I Good for you for, for wearing because like, this was inspired by uh, the fact that I have a black pair of sweatpants that I would never wear in front of anybody in good conscience. Because like, I, I looked down at him and I thought, I can see my knee. Like, I can see my knee through the fabric because it's they, the sweats are so old and they're wearing out so bad that they're they're essentially translucent at this point. But they're super comfy, so I'm not getting rid of them. Oh, spicy. Next time you have a date over, wear those. Be like, yeah, look at this knee. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening anytime soon, I think, there, Gabby. Uh, what about uh, times you've... Um, been dressed inappropriately like we talked about this story out of the uk about a guy who showed up at his own wedding wearing a t-shirt and jeans uh designer t-shirt expensive but uh he was clearly underdressed so you ever been underdressed or maybe overdressed i have a good story here actually uh maybe loren do you know lisa ford she used to be the news director at global saskatoon saskatoon yeah lovely person right Yes, she's amazing. One of the kindest people you'll meet. She was my first boss. I got a job at Global Saskatoon as sort of like a reporter on their morning show. Lisa Dunn was actually anchoring the show, our current 6 o'clock news anchor here in Winnipeg. And uh, I was doing my very first segment there. Uh, It was called The Breakfast Buzz, where I was kind of talking about viral videos. Had never been on TV on a morning show before. And I was rushing to get ready, all frantic, young bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and I think I was supposed to be wearing a blazer over this shirt, but then I ran out of time and just, like, ran into studio. And so the shirt sort of had two, like, it was had small little straps, which were covered by my hair. Then, unfortunately, the shirt wasn't really low, but it sort of had a wide neck, so Mm. you could see a lot of, like, chest skin, and my Mm. hair was covering the straps, and the way the camera framed me, it literally (laughs) made me look like I was sitting there just naked. Like, all you saw was bare shoulders and hair. So poor Lisa Ford (laughs) has to call me in 
you know, all of 21 years old. And she's like, you did a great job. She's so encouraging. Unfortunately, it looked like you were naked on TV today. Please. Do you have uh, uh, do you have any images of that? That'd be funny to see. No, nobody. I still was in my awkward phase, even at 21. I had a really long awkward phase. I don't want anybody to see those those <laughs> pictures. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's keep that off the air. Uh, che- cheesy Valentine's Day gifts. Okay, so uh, I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to come across as braggy here. I think I'm a really good gift giver. I really think that. It's something I'm proud of because I love giving people gifts. Not so much cheesy, but more so, well, maybe kind of cheesy. Like once I had an ex-boyfriend and he really liked comics. So I had this lady, random lady in Rush on Etsy, make a comic where she took his face and made him into Batman. So it was like a comic strip, a personalized one with his face on it instead of Batman's face. Oh my wow, that's incredible. Yeah. It was really cool. I thought it was really cool. I mean, kind of cheesy in that there was like specific quotes and like inside jokes and stuff. But um, I'm trying to think of something really like. What did in- that cost you? It was expensive. And then the thing is, I thought it was supposed to be like a printout. Like I thought she was going to like email me this comic strip from Russia. Mm. And then she just sent me a digital copy, which I mean, I guess you can keep it forever. But I was like, lady in Russia, where is my printout? Come on. Yeah, because you want to give, physically give something. That's the hard part with the digital gift, right? Even with, you know, the e-cards or whatnot, you print out a piece of paper. Like, it's no fun. It's less exciting to be like, here, I'm texting you this amazing thing or like, oh, I'm emailing it to you, you know? So that was kind of disappointing, honestly. So if anybody wants to get a personalized comic made, this woman was wildly talented. It looked great. But I recommend making sure that she's actually going to send you physical copy. (laughs) Also, it took forever. So there's also that. But uh, gift suggestions. What about you? You gifting any special things? Uh, well, it was inspired by the fact that I, I once bought um, a teddy bear for this girl I was dating. We're going back to like 1998. Um, but <laughs> I bought it from San Francisco. I don't know if you even remember that store. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, and I said to Brett last night when he texted me this, I said, nobody actually buys, bought things at San Francisco, <laughs> no. did they? Like, that's the store you go in and had all the weird stuff. And you're like, oh, this is cool, but what would I do with it, right? <laughs> and then you left. You left without buying things. I think that's why they're no longer in business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. So much browsing at places like San Francisco and the It Store. I don't know if you remember the It Store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or the Den for Men. I think that was another place. Den until- for Men? <laughs> yeah. What is that? I think, that's a, I think that was the name of the store, Killed on in place. But uh, anyway, I bought a teddy bear at San Francisco. In hindsight, it's ridiculously corny, but I was so proud of myself. I'm like, oh, look at this cute teddy bear. I just, I (laughs) fell into every single cliche. Um, But she liked it, I think. Of course she did. That's lovely. It's a day of love. Do grown people still want stuffed animals like adults? I'm just, I'm not, I'm not judging that. I am curious about that. I think I got that in high school. Yeah, well, I don't know. I went for it, and it... Uh, <laughs> and then she went for it, and all worked out, so you're good. <laughs> Gabrielle Marchand is the host of Global News Morning, weekdays, Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Global Winnipeg, a.k.a. CKND. Gabby, have a good weekend. Everyone, stay safe. Happy Friday. Enjoy it. We are asking you... 
about cheesy Valentine's Day gifts that you have bought or received. We've got a four-pack of Winnipeg Renovation Show tickets at the RBC Convention Center for February 18th to the 20th. Hey, maybe that could be the cheesy gift you give somebody. Like, hey, honey, you want to go to the renovation show? Um, For some, that might be a great weekend together. For others, maybe not so much. I don't know. Um, But uh, we've got a couple here, and this was almost a coin toss, really. Um, But... uh, well, I'll start with Darren, but then you can take the winner, Loren. Darren says, I, <laughs> I bought my wife a, a pink garden hose. She did say it was cool when we were in Canadian Tire, but uh, now she brings it up every year. Yeah, that's. I'm sure she does. That is not, uh, I wouldn't appreciate, I would laugh at that, but then I would think it was a joke gift and wonder where the real gift was. Like, oh, ha, 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 pink garden hose. And then I'd sit there waiting for something else. And then, yeah, there'd be disappointment, I think. But funny. It's a funny one. Uh, <laughs> Rose is our winner, though. Rose wrote to say, Happy Friday, Brett and Loren. Cheesiest gift I ever got from a boyfriend? A tire gauge. <laughs> you read that right. A tire gauge. Yes, I needed one. But as a gift... Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Rose, you are our winner. Yeah. The functional gifts, you know, like I know we need to spend, buy things that we need, Brett, but I don't necessarily like them as gifts. I'm just going to ask her now is if he remained her boyfriend after that. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I would like that. I would have no problem doing the silly gift like that as a joke, but they're absolutely would be a follow-up gift. I mean, <laughs> but uh, Darren with the, the pink garden hose, that's funny. And I, I love that. How we, I love the, the honesty and falling on the sword. Like, well, she did say it was cool. So this you know, reminds what am I me, supposed it mu- to do? It must have been a time to, like, you know, when you buy those last-minute gifts? Yeah. And years ago, things weren't open 24 hours. You couldn't go to, say, a drugstore and just pick up. Like, you can get so many things in a drugstore now, right, as a, as a last-minute gift. But before that, it was just gas stations. And when we were growing up, gas stations just had the gas and, like, mechanical stuff and maybe some snacks. There wasn't all these other things. So maybe Rose's boyfriend just last minute ran into a gas station and was like, I got a, I got a tree-scented car center. I got a alternator belt or I got a tire gauge. These are my three choices. So I'm going to go with tire gauge. Valentine's Day. Going to be lots of kissy-facey. You don't want to have bad breath, though. So the bad breath doctor is here to discuss the aforementioned truth about the smooch, Loretta. So Dr. Harold Katz is based in L.A. He's a dentist, microbiologist, author of the Bad Breath Bible, creator of the TheraBreath System of Oral Health. And we welcome back to the start. The bad breath doctor. I kind of feel bad calling you that, Dr. Katz, but that's your that's your moniker. <laughs> Yeah, not the doctor with bad breath. It's the bad breath doctor. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in the age of COVID, I've been curious about this. I thought this the other day about how often masks might be masking our breath or potentially making it worse. So how have masks affected our breath health? Well, to the negative, Uh, wearing a mask alters the way we produce saliva. And saliva is nature's way of keeping your breath fresh. When you're around a baby and they're drooling and they you smell fantastic. You know, it's called baby's breath. Uh, so saliva has natural elements like oxygen 
that prevents the oral bacteria from creating odors. By wearing a mask, you sort of alter the ability of the salivary glands to work properly. But secondly, every time you exhale, uh, the bad breath hits the back of your mask and right up into your nostrils. So you're actually smelling all that horrible breath that people have been avoiding all these years. So uh, the mask doesn't help your breath. There are times, I admit, Dr. Katz, where I, I put, you know, I'll put my mask on and within 30 seconds I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted with myself and just thinking, <laughs> oh, this is brutal. But I, it, it's one of the things that I notice and I, you know, for people who have to wear the masks all day, it's got to be rough because even just wearing it for, you know, 10 minutes uh, walking through our concourse downtown, um, I, my, my mouth is so dry by the time I get to take it off. Yeah. Exactly. The dry mouth is the number one trigger to bad breath. And that's, as I mentioned about saliva, it's sort of, uh, if you wear a mask, it's like having morning breath all day long. So that's not, not a pleasant situation. But there are remedies. I mean, number one tip we tell everyone, just drink more water. Uh, between six to eight glasses of water a day, we use up a liter and a half of saliva just eating and speaking during the day. So need to replenish the liquid. So Brett said in introducing you, Dr. Katz, that you're here to talk about the truth about the smooch. So what is the truth? Well, when it comes to Valentine's Day, there are foods associated with the holiday that could be a problem. Uh, Number one, everyone loves chocolates on Valentine's Day. A nice big uh, chocolate heart looks really good. The problem is it has sugar in it, and sugar feeds all types of bacteria. And the the hidden fuel for bacteria are dairy proteins. They love dairy proteins. So milk chocolate especially could be a problem. The mechanism by which they create odors is they chop up proteins, and there's a lot of sulfur in dairy proteins. So what they're producing is one chemical is called hydrogen sulfide. That's the rotten egg smell. Another chemical is called putrescine. Another is called cadaverine. So the smell of cadaverine. rotten no, but, Oh, no. Yeah, cadaverine. Yeah, not my sister-in-law's name. It's, it's a real chemical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, put- uh, sorry. I just, I love that putrescine. Like, it just, it, it's, <laughs> it, it doesn't, it, it, it sounds so It requires so no awful. explanation. Yeah. No explanation for putrescine or no cadaver breath or whatever. But, 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 yeah, okay. but there is good news. There is good news. A dark chocolate works. Uh, dark chocolate, nothing wrong with chocolate itself. It's uh, much less sugar and no dairy, so you're much better off with dark chocolate. So that's one of the tips, I guess, uh, as far as avoiding bad breath or having to, getting some sweet-smelling breath for Valentine's Day. Well, let's go through some of the other tips. What else you got? Well, uh, avoid alcohol. You know, people want to have uh, an adult beverage with their loved one, a glass of wine or something a little bit stronger. Uh, but the fact is alcohol is a drying agent. We're back to the dry mouth situation again. Uh, so what we've done, uh, we have our clinic here in Los Angeles. We created a formula called TheraBreath, and it's all over Alberta. It's at uh, Shoppers and Walmart and London Drugs. It uses oxygen to attack the bacteria. It literally puts a straitjacket around the bacteria, so you cannot have bad breath. So you can have all the smelly foods you want and use some of the TheraBreath and won't have an issue. Uh, one of the other food groups that could be helpful are berries. Uh, a lot of liquid in them, apples, celery. Uh, again, if you're at a party, you don't know what to eat, look for something that w- which will keep your mouth nice and moist. You said, uh, you know, we called you the bad breath doctor, and you just jokingly said, yeah. I'm, I'm the bad breath doctor, not the doctor with bad breath. Right. But, you know, this is something nobody really likes to talk about. We, we all deal with it at some point in our day or in our life. I'm curious how this became something that was entirely like your full-time job, your passion. <laughs> well, yeah, I was practicing dentistry in, in, in L.A., 
And one day my daughter comes home, she's 13 years old, and she's in tears saying, Daddy, do I have bad breath? And I'm thinking, why would a teenage girl ask such a question? That doesn't seem right. Uh, but she was in the girls' basketball team, and after a game or after practice, her mouth became dry, and the color of her tongue changed. It was no longer nice and pink and shiny. She had a white coating on it. And I took a sample of that coating, took it back to my friends over at UCLA, the Department of Microbiology, where I, I got my degree. And sure enough, uh, it was covered with what are called anaerobic sulfur-producing bacteria. I know it's a morning show, but <laughs> there's, there's a nice ending to, to, to the problem. Uh, so those bacteria, they can be treated by oxygen. And we whipped up a couple of different formulas, and that's how the TheraBreath was developed. Uh, but for several years, I would travel around the country testing people's breath just to do research on it. So I've been all over the world testing breath, and Canadians actually smell pretty good. They're, they're, they're pretty much aware of how to, how to take care of their mouths. With Valentine's Day around the corner, I'm wondering, there there could be uh, some issues with tact or, uh, well, here, maybe I'll just mention what I'm thinking of, and then you can tell me uh, if there's a strategy to handle it. I remember going back, I don't know, 15 years, I had, uh, you know, this girl I was dating uh, was over, and in the morning, um, her breath, we, we both, I mean, we, it was morning breath, but so I said yeah. to her, would you like... Uh, would you like a mint? And uh, I didn't say you have bad breath. I just said, hey, you, uh, I'm having a mint. you want one? And she says, no. I'm like, how about uh, one of these Listerine breath strips? Uh, no. How about a breath spray? No. I was basically trying to tell her without telling her, you, your breath is awful. So do you have any suggestions on, like, how do you tell your partner you got bad breath? Well, we have through our website, therabreathcanada.com. Uh, there's a link, which it's called the Tell a Friend Program. And you click on that, and up pops a, a form. Uh, you give us the offender's email address. It's all anonymous, but we send a nicely worded email explaining to them that you cannot smell your own breath and that someone may be uh, slightly offended by your breath, and there's some simple tips uh, to uh, make sure your breath is fresh all the time. Again, it's anonymous, and it's nicely worded. We're not out to insult anybody. Before we let you go, I have to ask this. You know, we're talking about the impact masks have had on breath. But eventually, right. you know, there's people who are working at home. Things are opening up here in Canada. Restrictions are being eased here in Manitoba. Yep. I work from home right now. I'll be going back to work. I, I think I'm, I'm just realizing now I might have to be more aware of the things I'm consuming that I might not have been in the past two years, like the coffee that's beside me or my morning breakfast, because I haven't had a coworker sitting next to me for two years. Uh, we'll have to be thinking about well, our breath again. That's so true. I'm glad you brought that up because people... I mean, besides their oral hygiene, general hygiene is sort of lacking because there's no one there to tell you, hey, you look like a slob or you smell bad. Uh, one way to test your breath, you're going back to the workplace, you want to make sure that your breath doesn't uh, scare away the rest of your coworkers. Now, I'm sure you've seen the movies where the nerdy fellow cups his hand and blows into it, thinking that's a good way to test his breath. It's actually a good way to, to smell your hand. Uh, what you want to do to test your breath is you lick the back of your hand uh, let that dry for a few seconds and take a whiff of that. And if it does have an odor, essentially what's happening is the sulfur compounds mix with your saliva, and once the liquid evaporates, the sulfur sticks to your hand. So, yeah, do that wrist lick test before you get to the office, and uh, uh, you'll know whether to stay home or stay in the car or go into the office. He is the bad breath doctor, Harold Katz, therabreathcanada.com. We appreciate your visits always, Dr. Katz. Thank you very much, sir. Have a good weekend. Take care. And you guys smell great. <laughs> Thank you very much. We actually did the test. He has this uh, machine, Loren. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, the 
Aura Factor or something like that, like some sort of Aura Factor 10. What was yeah. your rating? Yeah, I, I, I did worse. I fared worse than Greg. Uh, it, was a, it was a sad day for me. So I had to take some steps to make some changes. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.